Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Helping you wake up, remembering this is our Father's world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles, arms out wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise by your power. We will go by your spirit. We are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Well, again, good morning. Hour two of Mornings with Carmen for. This Ash Wednesday, I'm Paul filling in for Carmen this week. It's not just Ash Wednesday for many people in the upper Midwest. It's a snow day. Yeah, severe weather impacting a large portion of the U.S. If you're to pull up the U.S. weather map and look at all the watches and advisories and all that, it, there's, there's a good chunk of the West and the upper Midwest right now under these colorful little things. Uh, yeah, the National Weather Service says expect some heavy snow from the West Coast all the way through eventually the Northeast, or at least portions of the Northeast over the next uh, couple of days. There's blizzard warnings right now in the upper Midwest, southeastern, um, southeastern North Dakota, eastern South Dakota, and much of western Minnesota could see wind gusts up around 80 miles an hour. Now, the University of Northwestern, uh, where we're located here at Faith Radio, is in the Twin Cities, and we're looking at a, like 13 to 17 inches of snow by tomorrow evening. So, yeah, we got our we got our hands full here as well. Now, we are hoping for much better weather next week, next uh, Friday and Saturday. At the University of Northwestern, there's a set-apart women's conference. It's just a time for women to get away, listen, learn, connect, and just find encouragement for their faith. If you've, you know, even if you can't come, and hopefully you can, there's still room for you to join them live at the University of Northwestern. You can sign up at the set-apart, com- uh, pardon me, at setapartconference.com. And if you can't make it, well, afterwards, there will be a virtual option for you as well to partake. But it's actually better Live. It's better being there if you can. So again, setapartconference.com. Looking at some other news overseas, and this is one to pray about. Pray for Kate Forbes. Who's she? Well, she right now is in the running to become Scotland's first our next first minister, the former first minister, uh, Nicola Sturgeon resigned after, well, just I'm not gonna get into that right now. But Kate Forbes, interesting because uh, she's still in the running, at least at the moment, despite coming under fire for her Christian belief. She is a conservative Christian believer. The uh, She's part of the, the Scottish National Party, and she lost support from some of her most senior backers after saying she wouldn't have voted to bring in things like same-sex unions. Now, the, the, this is interesting, and I love this because down in the U.K., or over in the U.K., uh, south of Scotland and in England, former liberal Democratic leader Tim Farron actually commended Forbes for her courage to stand by her views of Scripture despite opposition. He told Premier News in the U.K., it may well be that Kate Powers through all this, and she may end up being the leader of the SNP in Scotland's next first minister, or she may not. It may be that her faithfulness to what the Bible teaches is what finishes her. In which case, that's a victory. I love his attitude on this. He adds, being a Christian is to be countercultural in every culture. So if we are not rubbing up against some rubbing rubbing up against it somewhere, 
or somehow then there's something wrong with us. I, I like that view. I like that view. Well, we want to return to the conversation we had. Now, last hour, we talked with Jeff Bilbro regarding the train derailment that happened in Ohio a couple of weeks ago that displaced a lot of people because there are such hazardous chemicals involved in that. And, you know, the EPA had to bring in their workers and they had to burn off those hazardous chemicals. Was that the best way of handling things? That sounds like a science question. So let's talk to our science lady, Heather Zeiger. She'll be joining us in one minute here on Mornings with Carmen. I'm Paul filling in. This is Faith Radio. There's a lot that God created in the world that we need to understand better. That requires a little bit of science, and that's why we like talking with Heather Zeiger on occasion here on uh, Mornings with Carmen. I'm Paul filling in. Carmen is a freelance science writer. Uh, she does. Uh, she's also a research analyst for the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity, uh, bioethics.com. You do that as well. You're, you're, you're a busy, busy scientist, Heather. Yeah, yeah. Not in the lab anymore. I'm talking about stuff that happens in the lab, but I don't work in the lab anymore. Well, you used to, didn't you? I mean, you, your, your chemistry yes. was your thing. You you paid attention in high school chemistry class, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I will tell you, when I was working in the lab, one of the big issues was um, there was a compound that we used. It was an organic lab, and it had to be ordered in a special way because transporting chemicals is very dangerous. So it was we used smaller bottles than these um, industrial sized trains full of organic compounds, but it had to be special ordered and delivered on a truck because it was a so reactive of a compound. So well, this is always an issue with organic chemistry. Okay. And so we're dealing with that right now because of what yeah. happened over in Ohio at uh, West yeah. or East Palestine. Palestine. I want to say Palestine. It's spelled. It, I, I I spent a couple of years down in Iowa, and they have Nevada spelled the same as Nevada, but it's pronounced yeah. Nevada. And I'm having the same issue here. It's Palestine, but it Palestine, Palestine. Yeah. Anyway, but what happened there? What are some of the chemicals that got spilled? And they they burned it off, and a lot of people are going, "Why are they doing that? That doesn't make sense." Well, did you pay attention right. in high school chemistry? Right. Yeah. So some, um, you can look up an entire list of the chemicals. So, um, you know, the train company, Norfolk Southern, it's to be commended that they're being very, very transparent. So you can look up an entire list of the chemicals, but the, the ones that we're most concerned with are the ones that are toxic. So if they get in the water supply, so anytime you have a chemical spill, this is what you're concerned about is what are the environmental hazards. And then also for these chemicals, several of them are explosive. So vinyl chloride, for example, is one of the ones that is uh, very reactive. It's a double bonded carbon for those of you that like chemistry facts. And it is very reactive. It's used to make PVC, which is non-toxic. So vinyl chloride is toxic but it's used to make something that's non-toxic. 
So here's where the high school chemistry comes in. There are several other carbon-containing compounds that are also of concern. Um, ethylene glycol, for example, you don't want that to get in the water supply, and it's explosive. Um, isobutylene, also explosive. Vinyl chloride, vinyl chloride we're going to take a look at that one because that's kind of the one that a lot of people are worried about. High school chemistry, you learned about combustion reactions. So you right. have a carbon-containing carbon organic compound, a hydrocarbon. You burn it. And you usually end up with very simple compounds, H2O and CO2, or carbon dioxide and water. So in this case, you're going to burn vinyl chloride. You're going to end up with CO2 and carbon monoxide. But you're also going to end up with hydrogen chloride gas and a little bit of phosgene. So phosgene is toxic. That's, uh, that's like a nerve agent. But it's so little of it in your outdoors that this should be fine. People are concerned about the hydrogen chloride gas right. that is corrosive. You don't want to breathe it. So they are taking a lot of precautions in how they are draining these cars, uh, the train cars, where, where it's going, and how they're controlling and monitoring the burning as well as everything around it. Now, is this a good situation? No, of course, this is not a good situation. But in this case, we need to mitigate harms. And it actually turns out burning the doing a controlled burn is going to give you simpler molecules uh less reactive in the long run and will is actually the best way to mitigate harms and also prevents it from getting into the water table exactly mm -hmm. yes and they and you still they're going to continue monitoring this site for some time to check the soil check the water all of these types of things um so you know this is this is, a, this is not a good thing that happens, and I think the, the bigger issue is what are some better ways that we can transport these industrial chemicals uh, so we don't have accidents like this. Uh, that, about the hydrochloric acid or whatever you were talking about before, I had a small dose of that uh, years ago. I, I grew up on a dairy farm, and we we had this uh, pipeline system for milking the cows. And after each milking, we had to uh, you know clean it with detergent and then a milkstone remover. And those were in two separate containers in the washing system. I accidentally mixed the two, uh, the one of the items in the other, uh, you know, the milkstone into the detergent, and uh, yeah, I had to run out of the uh, run out of the building for a little bit until things dissipated. That was not good, not good yeah. at all. So, yeah. all right, we're going to continue talking with uh, Heather in about ninety seconds. When we come back, some great news for those dealing with potentially paralysis because there's a woman who uh, has par had paralysis but because of a special implant has been able to use her hands this could be good for the future we'll talk about that in just a few moments this is mornings with carmen i'm paul filling in on faith radio thanks so much for listening to mornings with carmen laberge hey i'm Susie larson hey if you enjoy what you're listening to here would you consider subscribing to other great faith radio podcasts like mine search Susie larson live at myfaithradio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts hit subscribe and have a great day Well, again, this is Mornings with Carmen on Faith Radio. Remember, if you miss anything on Mornings with Carmen, always go back and listen to the podcast, which you can find at MyFaithRadio.com or wherever you listen to your podcast, including the Faith Radio app. We're talking now with Heather Zeiger. She's our science expert and talking sciencey things right now. Science-y a word, really, Heather? You've never used it, have you? It is now. It is now. It is now a word, Paul. 
<laughs> there you go. Well, some great news. I love it when you hear about uh, medical research that returns functionality to things. I mean, I got I, I actually was kind of bummed because uh, I've been following this uh, frequency therapy study that might help re, you know, uh, rejuvenate hearing. Um, you know, because I have some hearing loss, and it'd be nice to be able to get it back. But their study didn't go anywhere. But this study did go somewhere. It has to do with a woman who is uh, paralyzed due to a stroke, but now has some function again. Tell us about that. Yeah, so this is a really interesting study in that the technology is kind of modest compared to some of the other research they've been doing with brain-computer interfaces and sensors. In this case... Uh, post-stroke, they inserted, uh, I believe this was University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, inserted uh, electrodes in the base of the neck of a woman who had had a stroke, and so she had paralysis in her upper body. And she, they, she was immediately able to, once, once they activated the electrodes, she was immediately able to use her arms and hands. And so that's huge. First of all, because it it immediately gave her some functionality, but the hands and arms are particularly difficult to regain any functionality because it, it turns out the things we do with our hands are all very complex. We don't mm-hmm. think about it, but it's actually very complex motions to open a jar of pickles or to grab something, or they said she was able to uh, use a fork and knife and cut meat, which is actually, I mean, if you have little kids, you understand how complex this is, but we forget how much much our hands can do. So that's great. It it not only helped her with strength, but then she was uh she was able to do some physical therapy with the electrodes inserted. Oh. And here's the best part, Paul. Even when they took <clears throat> even when they turned the electrodes off, she had uh, the physical therapy had helped her enough that she still maintained some of the gains that she had when the electrodes were turned on. In other words, there's lasting effects even without the electrodes. So this is great for patients because this means that they can do some intense physical therapy with those electrodes, hopefully regain some strength and mobility that they then can have without the electrodes inserted. So this is a, this is a huge, um, a huge result for what is kind of more modest technology compared to some of these really high-tech things that they've been doing. Basically, it's helping the body uh, relearn and heal itself in a sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of giving it a little, it's like uh, giving it a little bit of a, a crutch or some water wings or whatever so that the body can relearn and gain strength so that then when you take the electrodes out, it still has those some of those gains. And she was able to still do some of those things with her hands. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Okay, I want to turn to something else here because I'm a sci-fi kind of guy. Um, love my, you know, I, I know, I know all about black holes. I've watched enough Star Trek, uh, deep space and and Stargate deep space nine. And even rewatched the movie recently, the black hole from the 1970s that Disney put out, nothing can come out of a black hole, right? Right. We usually think that except NASA, uh, observed something spewing out of a black hole recently. So, uh, you want to, it was, it's really interesting that, um, NASA has two telescopes or telescope and satellite that found that a black hole basically spewed its corona. So black holes will have a corona. This is surrounding the event horizon. And apparently this is from a star that this supermassive black hole had consumed. 
several years prior. And now it formed this corona that it then spewed out. So this has happened before, Paul. So in 2020, there was a black hole that spewed its corona. Um, but what was weird about this one is that after its corona was spewed, it then had a burst of X-ray energy. Okay. So uh, Astronomy Magazine called it a, a big burp. Right? <laughs> I was going to say that, it burped, actually. burped some X-ray. Yeah, well, <laughs> they did it first. So <laughs> it burped some X-ray energy, and that's what's very interesting. So that's something that was new, and uh, scientists are kind of wondering why that happened and how this affects um, the ways that black holes provide energy uh, in the in the universe. So a lot of questions with this one. A lot of questions. Okay, I'm going to have to uh, take this up with uh, Captain Kirk. He's wrong or something like that. But, or Spock. Spock was wrong. But. Okay, a couple more articles. One, you're, one you've written, one you're working on. We'll take just a few moments on this. But you at Mind Matters have some articles up around these Chinese spy balloons that we've been talking about. And what's your take on the issue here? Yeah, so I've been writing on China technology for several years here. So this, to me, this is just one more way that you're seeing some of China's, um, the Chinese Communist Party's global surveillance. So they do this in many different ways. Uh, the thing about balloons is it's a very cheap type of technology that tends to evade sensors and radars. So the reason why this Chinese spy balloon, the first one that was that they saw, I believe they saw on January 28th and they shot it down February 4th off of the coast of uh, South Carolina. The, this was difficult for NORAD, so that's North American Aerospace Defense Command, that's the US and Canada. It was difficult for them to see at first because their sensors are calibrated for things like missiles or um, you know, jets. And things that move balloons, fast. Yeah, balloons move slowly. They move slightly erratically, even if you control them. And so uh, and they can also fly uh above civilian airspace. So their sensors were not quite calibrated to it, and so it was getting lost in the noise. And so now, um, now they're able to detect some of these aerial objects. Okay, so you know China's uh, spy balloon industry that's been going on for a couple of years, and um, maybe the U.S. has known about something about this. It turns out there's been 40 other countries where they have seen Chinese surveillance balloons, and I and I think I need to say alleged surveillance balloons in some of these countries because the one that they shot down, China continues to say no, this was a research balloon, but. All of the evidence says that, no, this has the kinds of equipment to intercept um, communication technologies. So um, there's still an ongoing if, controversy if, there. If they were trying to listen to Faith Radio, all they had to do is download the Faith Radio app in China. Right. And, exactly. So, But it's interesting. And you, you have one article up. You'll have another one up shortly about that. But if people want to dig deeper um, – those are great places to go. Again, you do a lot at bioethics. Uh, Dot com or dot org? Right. So um, Mind Matters News is where I write about China and oh, okay, technology. Yeah. And then bioethics.com is kind of a news aggregator website. So what I do for them, and that's a website that's actually part of the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity, um, is I try to find bioethics news items that, you know, would fall under the large category of clinical ethics, research ethics, public health, global bioethics. And so we use that site as a good communication uh, place for all the bioethics news that you can find. 
All right. Well, check them out. And again, Mind Matters is mindmatters.ai. That doesn't mean artificial intelligence, does it? Not AI. It does. Oh. It does. Ooh. Yeah. It's uh, actually Mind Matters is part of the uh, Center for Natural and Artificial Intelligence. Well, there you go. I learned something. Well, I learned a lot of things new today. So thanks a lot, Heather. Sure. So this is Mornings with Carmen. Up next, Breakpoint. Another interesting breakpoint. So appreciate John Stone Street here on Faith Radio as he joins us on Mornings with Carmen. Well, here it is, Ash Wednesday. Are you doing anything special? Uh, Jeff Bilbro mentioned there's a, a book of poetry that he likes to go through during Lent, and other people do Lenten devotionals. <laughs> uh, I'm trying. To, oh yeah, it was Laura from Connecticut who texted in early this morning that she enjoyed her conversation yesterday about Rich Mullins that she wants to get the book and use that as part of her uh, Lenten thoughts this year and activities. It is Ash Wednesday. So maybe one of the things you're doing is fasting. And not just food fast. Maybe you're fasting for something like social media, which can be so distracting and so anxiety-inducing. There have been a lot of studies pointing out that overexposure and engagement on social media can lead to increased anxiety. That just kind of that just kind of yells of something being wrong in our hearts, out of tune. So Removing that can help getting rid of that, but then what are you replacing it with? Are you going to use the time during Lent to seek intimacy and to retune your heart to instead of be anxious, to be more in tune with God, more focused on the gospel? We're going to talk a bit about that. When we're talking tuning, you think of music and who better to talk to then? a musician about that. We'll, we'll be talking in just a few moments with Ron Block. He is the author of Abiding De- uh, Dependence, Living Moment by Moment in the Love of God. That's coming up next in about three minutes. I'm Paul filling in for Carmen here on Faith Radio. One of my favorite vocalists right there, um, Alison Krauss. Oh, she is so good. Such a sweet tone to her music. Thinking of tone, I think of that line from the hymn, Come Thou Font of Every Blessing, Tune My Heart to Sing Thy Praise. That song implies our hearts can get out of tune, and that happens. That happens. And so spending time with God... To get retuned is important. That's why I'm happy to talk right now with Ron Block. He's a well-known, well, he plays banjo, he plays guitar, he's a vocalist, he's a songwriter. 14 Grammys were his work with Allison Krauss and Union Station, that band. He's worked with a lot of artists. If you, okay, that song came from, that we just heard, from the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou soundtrack, which is an amazing soundtrack, if you like Southern Gospel and Bluegrass. Well, Ron joins me right now. Some of the fastest fingers in Nashville. He's also an active member of the Rabbit Room, which Andrew Andrew Peterson helped organize. More importantly, he loves Jesus, loves being in his presence, wants us to do the same and be in tune with him. Hey, Ron, thank you for joining me. I'm Paul here on Faith Radio. Thanks Thanks for having me, Paul. I appreciate it. 
And I'm holding your book called Abiding uh, Dependence, Living Moment by Moment in the Love of God. It's okay. You don't like calling it a devotional book. Um, no, no, that's what it is, I guess. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> it, 40 different chapters, and they are so good. Now, I want to start off with this question. I have been in a lot of concerts, usually, you know, with maybe the singer as a guitarist as well, and oftentimes after finishing a song or tune, the performer will stop, spend time talking. While he's doing that, he's strumming his guitar and maybe turning the key a little bit, strumming some more while he's talking. And I'm kind of going, okay, next song, please, next song, please. <laughs> and he keeps strumming and doing this stuff. And now, okay, some of the better artists who are also great talkers, it can be fun, inspiring, entertaining. Others, not so profound. It's like, all right, next song. Okay, what's really yeah. going on here? Yeah. Uh, well, in our band with Allison, you know, she rolls it right along. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, so I have a guitar tech and, uh, he, he keeps my guitars in tune, makes sure everything's ready for the next song. And he hands me guitars so that I can just kick the next song right off. Boom. Yeah, but- so, so we go straight through a lot of our stuff. But yeah, with another artist who's maybe just a solo artist with his guitar singing, it's like, he's got to stop and do that, doesn't he? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you, you like you know. I, I, uh, I, I, when I play solo, it's like you pick up your guitar, put on the capo, and then suddenly you go, "Okay, I'm out of tune." <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you have to tune that guitar. Uh, you have to take a second and get it as close as you can within a reasonable amount of time. Um, the other thing is, songwriters sometimes tell stories uh, about writing the song that that are longer than the song. <laughs> <laughs> there is that problem. Yes. <laughs> well, anyway. Just like guitars, after some heavy use, they get out of tune. What about our hearts, though? That's true, and that's what you're trying to point out, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, life uh, life is heavy use. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just living life. You know, even a, even what we would call an ordinary life without you know a ton of problems at the moment is is can be pretty heavy use and. Uh, I, I know in my own life, I, I, I have to go to God. I have to spend time remembering and recognizing that God is present, that he's with me, that he's in me. Uh, otherwise, I forget. And then I go about my day as if I'm independent and trying to make my life work. And that means, uh, you know, a lot of flesh stuff starts to happen. You know, you start... Uh, trying to think you have to make things happen and that means your flesh inclinations come to the forefront so so when you trust god as a dependent self and you abide with him and you trust that he's real and present that's that's what it means to abide with him and in him and him in us is to just simply recognize that reality that already is then we live from a, a less anxious and less worried place, and we don't feel like we have to control every situation. Mm-hmm. So I, I love how you bring it out with that, with that title, Abiding Dependence, because we, we've talked with uh, Kelly Capick before. He has a book. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but uh, he basically says, hey, wait a minute, we're creatures. We we need to, as creatures, we're, we're, we're dependent on the Creator, Yep. For our for our functionality for our lives, and you're calling us back into that intimate uh, creation, our in, intimate relationship with the Creator. And you also just brought up there, and I love the fact you said, you know, you you were giving some clues to when our hearts are out of tune, the anxious thoughts. 
Yeah, well, it's uh, uh, um, an old writer that I used to read. I can't remember who it was. He said, the law is always there to catch us out. So, you know, when I find myself ruminating on things and and over hurts done to me or whatever the thing is happens to be, when I'm chewing on something and ruminating and it's starting to get a hold of me uh, and I'm getting anxious or frustrated or whatever that is, that's that's a clear sign that I need to turn back and metanoia, which is to simply change my mind. Mm hmm. And, and put it on Christ and go, oh, Lord, I forgot you're here. I'm going to trust you with this situation or this person. And I release them to you, and I don't have to do anything about this situation right now. I can't do anything, so I trust you to work in that person, to work in the situation, and, and release me from these feelings. Um, and so I don't try to change my feelings in that situation because you, your feelings are like the weather. They just come and go. But but when we put our attention or metanoia, we turn our mind from the problem to the God who is way beyond and ahead of every problem, then suddenly things begin to change, you know, like our feelings will dissipate. Mm. Okay, you're bringing a deeper aspect to... Uh metanoia or repentance. We're talking, by the way, with Ron Block. He's a musician, really good bluegrass guitarist and such, and also author of Abiding Dependence, Living Moment by Moment in the Love of God. And yes, I do have a few copies that we are giving away. So if you'd like to get in on the drawing to maybe win one, text the word book to 877-933-2484. Again, just the word book, B-O-O-K, just the word book to 877-933-2484. We'll send you a little kickback message. There's a hyperlink. Click on that and you can enter the drawing easily right there on your, on your smartphone. Okay, getting back, Ron, to... Metanoia. A lot of people think of metanoia is okay. I'm just repenting. I'm just saying I'm sorry. No, you're 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 pointing to redirecting, aren't you? Yeah, it, well, it is redirection, and uh, you know that's where the word repentance gets. You know, it gets cloud. Our words, our Christian words, get biblical words get clouded by the meanings that we give them, and sometimes those meanings we give them have to be cleared away. And so repentance has come to mean, you know, you go to the altar and you cry and you, you know, have a, you know, like, and then you re-consecrate your life to Christ and all that stuff, which I'm not knocking that. No. But I'm, sim- I'm simply saying that there is a daily metanoia or repentance that it doesn't involve going, I'm such a terrible person and I'm so awful and I'm horrible, Lord, and forgive me. It isn't like that. It's simply going, you know, Lord. My mind has been going 100 miles an hour, and I haven't been trusting you, and I want to trust you now. And I want all that to change. So I surrender my thinking to you, my situations to you, and I trust that you have my back and that you're inside me. And you will speak the words through me to people that they need to hear, and you'll speak words through people to me that I need to hear. So I trust that I live in an atmosphere of the Lord Jesus, an atmosphere of God the Father, who is a father, a loving, kind, gentle, strong father, who will guide me into uh, everything I need to know and be in my life. So, so it's, a, it's a daily repentance, but it's daily turning from all the stimulus, all the stimuli, the, you know, the social media and the situations and the stuff at work and all that stuff. And you turn 
to God and you go, oh, I forgot, you're real. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're here, you're present, because he, he's omnipresent. Mm-hmm. So that means he's everywhere at all times. That means he's sitting in the room with us. That means he's all around us. That means he's inside us. So, so we have access as believers in Christ. We have absolute, total access to go boldly before the throne of grace to find help in time of need. Which is basically every second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Again, talking with Ron Block. And when we continue, we want to move beyond just the idea of obligation. And we want to use our time with God as opportunity, a time of connection, really. So we'll continue this conversation with Ron around his book, Abiding Dependence. It's a devotional, living moment by moment in the love of God. Again, I do have copies. I'm giving away a handful. So text the word book to 877-933-2484. I'm Paul Perot, filling in for Carmen here on Faith Radio. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, Thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. His quiet voice speaking in silence every day. If I will only listen to the words he has to say. I'm Paul filling in for Carmen again on Faith Radio, spending some time with Ron Block. He's a, well... The singer you just heard there, he's a guitarist, he does great bluegrass music, worked with a lot of great artists in Nashville, including Alison Krauss, who again, as I've said before, Ron, I mean, one of the sweetest voices out there. Uh, It was a few years ago I first heard her do, uh, this was a video on YouTube, of her doing the Wexford Carol with, I forget the cellist name. Yo-Yo Ma. Yes, it was Yo-Yo Ma, and it was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's... uh... She's just one of the best voices, and she. The thing is, she just gets better, um, like through the years. Mm-hmm. I hear her. I hear her sing now on TV stuff, and I just go, "How in the world mm. does she sing? She, does she sing that that well? Yeah, and in tune. She's just a really great, great um, tone and and uh, in tune singer, and yeah. lots of fe- lots of feeling in her singing too. Oh, no question, no question. Anyway, Ron Block is our guest right now. We're talking about his book, Abiding Dependence. Now, here we're starting the Lenten season, Ron. Have you ever done anything special for Lent, you know, as a as a way of just leaning more deeply into God? I was kind of raised a Baptist boy, so, you know, and then as I grew up, I kind of read widely across, you know, all denominations, and so I never, I never, you know, fully followed the spiritual year. I, I've gone through phases of that, mm-hmm. but I do love listening to uh, the Pray As You Go app and the Lectio three sixty five app. I love those, and they get into so they, yeah, they follow the spiritual year. Cool. Great. You know, the, the church calendar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I grew up in, uh, you know, a tradition that was Roman Catholic, and they spent a lot of time in that. And, you know, okay, backing up, have you ever ever watched the TV show Red Green? No. 
Okay, not. it's a Canadian comedy show, um, and at the end, there's this uh, man's prayer. I'm a man. I can change if I have to. I guess. It's almost like, okay, you're obligated to change or you're obligated to do something. And you actually talk about obligation and when it comes to this abiding dependence on God. And you don't, just like you don't, didn't really like calling this a devotional book, even though it kind of is, yeah. you're calling people into something, a, a discipline, but not an obligation. Yeah, I mean, because we can, we can opt out. But like, th- if you think of... Let's say, uh, let's say you um, have you live in a house and you have uh, your dad uh, is older and he lives in the house and every day he goes, hey, just come to me, and I'll give you whatever you need, you know, money wise for the whole day. Yeah, why wouldn't so you do if it? You, if you need, if you need, uh, you know, fifty bucks, if you need a thousand dollars, if you need two million dollars, just come to me and I'll, you know, I'll just give it to you. <laughs> and that's, the, I mean, literally, that's what we have. We have a God who goes, hey, you know, come spend some time with me and tank up, on, and I'll make sure you have whatever you need in your tank to get through your day. As thy day, so shall thy strength be. Mm-hmm. So so it's that, it's that going to God, and, you know, it's going to him to be fueled and 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 be made ready for the day and be made conscious that throughout the day you know i need to be turning and going oh yeah i forgot you're you're still here <laughs> forgot you're still with me you know like because we get in situations where our attention is diverted yeah. off of off of you know god living in us christ living in us and so it's something that we practice the recognition of christ in us and god in us that's something we have to practice it's like, because it doesn't happen automatically, God does not possess us like, you know, the exorcist, right? No. <laughs> you know, he, do, he doesn't do that, and Screwtape said he cannot ravish, he can only woo. Mm-hmm. So, so God can only woo us and, and say, hey, I have great things for you. And if we choose to opt out, that's, there's no condemnation for that. But if, if I say this in the book, if, if I don't eat healthy food, if I don't ever look at my car's gas gauge, there are natural consequences that come about mm-hmm. as a result of my negligence. So it isn't a matter of like, oh, I've got to do this discipline or God's not going to like me or whatever. God God is ready and willing, and he's present there with you no matter what. Even if you don't do that, he's still there. But there's a sense of activation of God's spirit in us when we sit and recognize his presence and thank him and invite him and say, Lord, manifest your presence in me, through me, all around me today, and show me your ways. I want to know. Like there's a, there's a, there's a delight in that. Uh, and there's a fueling for the day of, of power for love, joy, peace, patience, and all the rest of that. Exactly, exactly. Again, Ron Block, our guest. Abiding Dependence is his book, which, again, I have a handful of copies I'm giving away. So get in on drawing by texting the word book to 877-933-2484. You know, again, 40 devotional chapters. Um, You spend a lot of time, uh, especially the first several chapters, but all throughout. I mean, there's a lot about just your focus on Jesus. And (laughs) there's a good reason for that, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, because he's really the 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 he's the central point uh, or the central focus of the Christian faith of of 
what happens when God is implanted into humanity in a human body. So I spend, I do spend, you know, I do get, I, what I wanted to do in the book is I got, you know, okay, Jesus is God. I got that out of the way, you know, real, just right at the beginning. I just was, because what I wanted to talk about was his humanity. Um, because we, we so often say Jesus is, you know, 100% God, 100% man. But what we really often mean is Jesus was 100% God, and he was way more than I am as a man because he was God. So that we're not saying he's 100% man. We're saying mm-hmm. he's 100% God and partial man, but like a superhuman. Yeah, yeah. But in the book, I bring out that he did not operate by his own... Uh, omnipresence, omniscience, and omnipotence. He did not. He said, the Father in me does the works. Right. I'm not doing this stuff. The Father in me, I just speak the words he speaks. So right. he, he wasn't he, doing his own works in his own words. So he was living exactly as we have to live. He was really tuned in to the Father and the Spirit yeah. in, in his earthly ministry. One more question, and uh, just got a, like two minutes here. But, Ron, even with a heart that is... In good tune, spending time in God's presence. You're not saying that after that, life will be gumdrops and rainbows and just <laughs> life still has its challenges, but it still oh, makes it a difference. It does. And, you know, we are allowed to be human. That's, that's one thing that I want to bring, wanted to bring out in the book is we are allowed to be human. I'm allowed to have my internal reactions to things. I'm allowed to go to God and go, I feel really angry at this guy or, you know, I'm really frustrated by this in my life. We're allowed to have those human reactions. And Jesus had emotions and reactions all the time. But he but he never let go. Now sometimes we're going to and that's just the that's just the way it is, but we metanoia immediately. The thing mm-hmm. is to to, you know, lose lose our temper, apologize you know, like get with God, go, Lord, I wanna walk with you, not do that. So and then you go apologize to whoever you hurt or offended. And then you just get walking again. You don't sit there and beat on yourself and say, I'm a horrible Christian. You say, I'm a son of God that forgot who he was for a second. Mm. It's, a different, it's yeah. a different mindset. So you're, you're looking at the reality of who God says you are, and the appearance of your behavior is simply temporary when you step out of abiding. Yeah. So, good, so you Ron. don't define yourself by your bad behavior. No, you define yourself by your father. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Ron, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Great book. Again, Abiding Dependence. Again, we have a handful of copies we're giving away. Text the word book to 877-933-2484. Thanks again for spending time with us this morning here on Mornings with Carmen, Ron. Thanks so much, Paul. I had a great time with you. We did too. Again, Mornings with Carmen. I'm Paul Perot filling in this week here on Faith Radio. Whether it's uh, reading Ron's book, that'd be actually a great Lenten study because it's 40 chapters and Lent is 46 days, so you have time to get and such. Or join us here at Faith Radio with our Reading the Bible Together Lent reading plan. Uh, Free study guide right now, plus the first podcast went up today. Find out all the information you need. Sign up to get the uh, download of the the lesson plan at MyFaithRadio.com. And, uh, yeah, join us in reading the Bible together. Well, I'm Paul filling in for Carmen. Thanks again for joining me. 
I'll be back tomorrow here on Faith Radio. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LaBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.